and welcome back to the FPL Roundup. It has been a huge week in football and there's so much more to talk about still. We'll be looking back at all the action in game week 33, looking at some of the games to come. Obviously there's some FA Cup action tonight. There's been some big games in the Champions League. There's some big games still to come in that competition. Also the Europa League and then of course we'll be looking forward to game week 34, the all-important double game week. I'm hosting today. My name is Scott, and along with me is my good friend, Gary Anthony. How are you, mate? Not too bad, mate. So? Yeah, good, thanks. Let's have a look, first of all, at our FPL team, see how we've gone in game week 33. How are we going so far? Um, I'd actually had a decent week this week, mainly because I used my, um, my bench boost. Ah, I went for the bench boost. Wow, it's a crazy week to play it. We've, yeah. got, the, we've got the double game week coming up next week. It worked a treat though. It worked brilliantly. Like, um, I had Deli Ali on my bench. Yeah. So he got, he scored a goal. And I had um, Hennessy from um, Crystal Palace. Yeah. Who got? He ended up getting nine points. Oh no. Nice. Yeah, he did really well. So, um, I did well with that. But um, I got sixty-nine points up in total. Yeah. Which wasn't too bad. Aguero did the business really, and. Um, Joe Ward from Crystal Palace, I had him in my team, so 12 points, yeah, yeah. I was pretty accurate with that. Um, none of my midfielders really did anything for me, to be fair. Um, yeah. I had Coutinho, Barkley, Mahrez, and Payet, and they're all just like four, put like four or three points each. Well, Coutinho didn't even play, did he? Yeah, I know. I, didn't I can understand that. We've got a big, oh, now, big yeah, game sure. coming up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, he didn't play. So, um, I had... Daniel Sturridge, who scored one yeah. against um, Stoke, and I had Harry Kane, who didn't really do much. So, but overall, looking at all the other points that everyone else got, I actually did quite well, to be fair. Yeah, for sure. That's that's a good yeah. week, and you're you're looking in good shape too, because Crystal Palace and Everton are still uh, got a game to play tonight. So. Yeah. What about yourself, mate? Uh, not too bad. I'm on 41 points at the moment, but that's going to go up because. Um, Coutinho obviously didn't play, so I've got Ali on my bench who's going to come on and give me Perfect. a little bit of a boost. I think he ended up with uh, seven points. Yeah, um, seven points. So right. that'll help me out a little bit. Um, Smith didn't play. I was hoping to put a uh, Bournemouth defender in there um, because they were obviously playing Aston Villa and I didn't think they'd score. They ended up, they did score, yeah. but uh, Smith didn't play, so Monreal's going to jump on for me. And uh, that's not going to do a lot because obviously, <laughs> obviously they conceded three. So yeah, um, yeah, it's been an average week. I, I went for a pretty crazy move this week. I uh, played my triple captaincy and stuck it on Lukaku. Oh, and uh, he hasn't scored a goal, so I've I've got six points from him, and that's it. Yeah, but, um, that's but, the thing with the uh, triple captaincy. Everyone's like, oh, you're wasted, but it's always a risk. Yeah. Uh, either way. Right. Yeah, it's always going to be a risk, and they've still got the game tonight, so I'm hoping it'll pop up and at least get oh, one double goal. Double game week though, at least. So. Yeah. So might as well. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I saw that it was a double game week, and I thought Watford and Crystal Palace. Surely he'll at least get like two goals, and I just thought out of all the options coming up, I know Arsenal's got a double game week and so does City, but out of all the options, I thought. He had the best fixtures, and I also thought it would be a little bit of a differential that other people wouldn't yeah. really go for. So, 
Yeah, had to risk it, but uh, hasn't yeah. panned out so far. It, it, so it could work out really well because he's on six points now. Yeah. So he scores like he could he could score a goal tonight, and it ups him heaps. Like so, it ends up being alright, but. Yeah. It's always a risk that Trevor Captain C B. Yeah, hoping for a goal tonight. We'll see how we go. <laughs> um, it's been a crazy uh game week though. Let's let's have yeah. a little look through uh all the results here. I mean, that West Ham Arsenal game, incredible, wasn't it? Crazy that. I, I think I said last week it doesn't look like a game that's gonna in- explode in goals and that's exactly what happened. It absolutely yeah. exploded in goals and it was uh it was very entertaining. Oh, yeah. That was unbelievable. I, I, I literally thought it would be 2-1 to either Arsenal or West Ham. More yeah. so West Ham. Yeah, exactly. Because West Ham have been okay at the back. Mm. Both teams were just... Because they were just both going at each other. They were yeah. both playing attacking football and going at each other. It was such an entertaining game to watch. Yeah, it was a fantastic game to watch. Terrible <laughs> defence on uh, both teams. But, I mean, credit to them. They, they were sticking in the chances they created. So, yeah, it was yeah. a great watch. To be fair, it's not a great result for either of them because no. one's gone for the league, one's gone for top four. No, exactly. And it does really nothing for them, but great result for Leicester, I'll give them that. But. Yeah, who are the standouts? <laughs> yeah. I mean, there was a couple of big talking points that came out of the game. Obviously, um, Carroll got the hat trick, so. Oh, that's incredible. All, all right. week, everyone's been saying Carroll for the England squad in the Euros. So, yeah, what do you think I've about said that? that even before, though. I've said that even before because I know when he's fit, every time he's come to West Ham fit, he's been brilliant. He's always been scoring goals when he's fit, but I don't think he's in the England team because you got Kane. When you got Kane and Vardy, how the, how's Andy Carroll fit in there? Yeah, with Rooney too. Yeah, like, he deserves to be in the, like a squad of England team, but he won't even play. Yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because I mean, like you said, you've got Kane, Vardy, Rooney, Sturridge, Welbeck, and then Carroll is probably sixth out of that lineup. Yeah. And yet, it's unfortunate really. There's just so many good attackers for England now. Yeah. Um, but he's he's very young still. He'll, he'll get in that England squad eventually. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he was pro- there in the last Euros, and and he, yeah, he I was. think he managed to really? score a pretty pretty decent header against uh, Sweden. But I'll never forget that header. I was literally just about to say that. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Like, when, when he's fit, he is one one of the best. I think. Yeah, he Top is. Number nine. And the thing is, it's not that he's. Um, worse than those other players it's just that he's maybe a little bit less skillful but he does bring a completely different dimension to the team I mean with Carol in there there's so many different options so that's why I think it could be worth giving him a go because he just brings something completely different to any of those strikers that we've already mentioned yeah he gets a lot of unjust with um there's this myth saying oh he can only he's only good in the air but I've seen him at, like at many clubs, and he's been, he's been great in with his feet. He's got a wicked left foot on him. Oh, yeah, he, he does. Can, yeah. He can shoot. But I, um, I think Billich summed it up pretty well on the weekend when he sort of said, "If Carroll can focus a hundred percent on football, then you know he'll it. really advance and be a good player." But you know, like you say, he's young. He's a bit of a party boy. You know? Yeah. I, just looking back at like Jack Wilshere, like say five years ago, everyone thought he was going to be like that, and he just got everything wrong. Yeah. He just priorities right like he just didn't put his football first. Yeah. Enough enough. Yeah, so but, but what about Arsenal? Who was their standout player? Sanchez? Yeah, I'd say Sanchez and Ozil like as a two really did really well. Yeah, like, they they both got a goal, didn't they? Yeah. But Arsenal they just that's why I never believe they'll win the league. Like just, they just can't defend. Like they just don't have the I think they mm. don't have the mentality to win. Yeah. But I, I said that when they're at the top of the league for a while, they, they'll get to the end by that stage, and mm. they always crumble in like January, February time. 
but yeah, it's hard, isn't it? Because it seems strange. I mean, they had um, Murdersacker on the bench, and fair enough, you know, they started the game really well. But then, yeah. just before half time, Carroll pops up with two headers, and they they're back on two all. I I just thought straight away as soon as it got to half time, I thought that's it. They'll bring Murdersacker on, and they'll try and make him shut down Carroll. You know, try and dominate the aerial duels, whatever. But they just left Gabrielle on, and uh, Carroll popped up again. Yeah. I know, but even so with Murdersacker, I've seen him, um, there was a game against um, Stoke City last season where he was on Peter Crouch, it was Murdersacker on Peter Crouch, mm. and he literally ducked out the way of the ball. Yeah, so, like, yeah. Everyone thinks Murdersacker is such a, like, a hard man, but I think he's like, He's very. I think it's very poor. Yeah. I, well, I don't think he's a hard man, and certainly not compared to Carroll, but no. just, just that height, I mean... Yeah, what, exactly, yeah. You know, like it's worth having him in there to it. try and stop the aerial balls because they just couldn't shut it down, and that's why they conceded again. Yeah, and the thing is, that was their biggest fear. Like, I think when Carroll scored the second, they just thought, like, everyone knew in the stadium. You just felt it was coming. Yeah. You, you know when you get, like, the momentum going and you yeah. just feel it, the, the, like, the next goal's coming. But Especially at the Berlin ground, I mean, the when the crowd gets up there, they oh, yeah. really get on top of the other team, don't they? But... Credit to Arsenal. I mean, when they went 3-2 down, I thought it was all over, but they managed to pull it back again, and they almost yeah. looked like scoring a fourth, really. Yeah, for sure. Arsenal just have to, like... I, I think they're out of the title now, for sure, without yeah. doubt. But like, yeah. they've just got to try and get third, I guess, which is sums up their season, really. Yeah. Like, for their fans, they must be sick of their life, because it's just the same thing every single year. Like, literally, no different. They... they they get like a feel of oh they might win the league, and then it just falls down so quickly. Yeah, it's the same old thing. Like, I mean, at least you could say for Arsenal they have the foundation. You know, they're already there. They're there or thereabouts. They're top four every season. They're Champions League every season. They're almost yeah. there. They just need that extra little injection of quality, and they could make it. And uh, I think we should move on to the next game. But before we do, I think Awobi needs an honourable mention there. He was awesome. Yeah. Um, Been brilliant for weeks, actually. Yeah, know, two assists, um, yeah. looking looking fantastic, playing every game, and I'm pretty sure he's only about 4.6 on the FPL, so definitely worth yeah. a shout to bring him in. Um, it's really weird, because um, I don't know where, what he is. Is he a like, defensive midfielder, or is he like a box-to-box? I, I feel like he's more of a box-to-box player. But... Definitely box-to-box, definitely very attacking as well. He sort of has been playing um, down the right wing, very much a Walcott sort of position. Um, and, yeah, he's he's obviously above Walcott in the pecking order because he's starting yeah. the games and Walcott's only sort of coming on for the last 10 minutes. So uh, yeah. with the double game week coming up and Arsenal featuring a lot in uh, the FPL um, with a decent run of games towards the end of this season, I think he could be a massive asset. I mean, 4.6 for a starter yeah. for Arsenal uh, is amazing. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Anyway, let's uh, let's move yeah. on to something a whole lot more boring. Aston Villa versus Bournemouth. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't actually watch this game, but like when I saw the score, I just assumed. Yeah. Like, it was just. I thought it would be more than that, to be honest. Even though it was Bournemouth, I still thought they'd win by like two goals. Yeah, like, I I thought they would have kept the clean sheet, but in fairness to Villa, they actually did make a couple of chances. Obviously, Jordan Ayew got the goal, and uh, he looks the most likely and probably one of yeah. their only players who we might see back in the Premier League again next season because uh, yeah. Yeah, they just look like a sinking yeah. ship and he's the only one that's uh, trying really. 
Well, they're, they're a sunk ship, aren't they? Like, yeah. They're, they're yeah. already relegated. Yeah, so true. it's like their players feel the motivation is so hard to, you know. I don't think get. it's confirmed yet, but uh, yeah, there's no way out of it, is there? Yeah, but th- their players know that. Like, they there's five games to go, and they're like eight points or something behind. It's like, done. No hope. It's done. Yeah. It's a shame, really, but I think um, I, everyone has to go at their manager, but I, I don't think their manager can really do much when he's got a bunch of players that just don't care. Like, they no. don't look like they care like, when they're on the pitch playing. Like, no. no effort. They just don't look like they're putting in like, enough effort for me. But well, to be fair, the the manager that's in there is just an interim ma- manager. Um, yeah, exactly. Remy yeah. Gard was there, and he couldn't turn it around. And you know, no one's going to turn it around now. And the rumor is they'll get Neil Warnock in for next season in the championship, and hopefully. Why though? Well, like... well, he's got experience in the championship, and hopefully yeah. he can turn it around for them. I mean, they don't deserve to be where they are. They're a top club going back a few years. Um, so. Yeah, hopefully, I felt like, hopefully um, for the Villa fans out there, things will improve. Yeah, yeah I felt like um, they should have, even when they got Remy Gard, I feel like they should have um, tried to bring in Moyes. I think Moyes would be absolutely perfect for that job. Yeah. But he would have got their defence bang on, like, you know, structured, and I feel like he would have kept them up, but, you know. I think there's a lot more problems there than we can see on the surface, though. I, I'm not sure anyone could keep up that club this season. It's just not working, and I think they need a really big mix-up and just completely change it up next season. So we'll see how they get on, but, I mean, you got to credit Bournemouth for going there and getting the win because... Yeah, uh, very good. Hard That's to... done well this season, Bournemouth, too. Like, well, yeah, everyone was yeah pick, definitely. Everyone was picking them to go down mm. after they got that injury to... um, What's his name again? Um... Callum Wilson. Callum Wilson, that's the one. Max Gradle as well. I mean, they've had a lot of injuries, and yeah, all credit to them for coming back. So and going to Villa now as well, must players must just think to themselves, oh, we don't even need to try, you know. So credit to them for that's it. for yeah. getting through when Villa started to put up a little bit of a fight. Yeah, for sure. 2-1 result. Yeah. I don't think anyone really expected anything less. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Crystal Palace versus Norwich. Crystal Palace actually got the win there, one nil. First, first win for uh, 2016. Pardew for England again, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, to be fair, like, they they probably they've had a lot of games where they should have won, mm. and they lost or they drew. Like they were one of the ones that everyone was talking about getting sucked into the relegation zone, but. Um, yeah. After that win on the weekend, I think they probably have just managed to escape because they're ten points clear of Sunderland now. Because they were up near mid table, then they just dropped because they just kept losing. Yeah, I mean that that run they've they've gone on since the new year has just been absolutely horrendous. But um, oh, you know, finally goodness. finally got the win. Uh, so well done to them for pulling it out because it was just a very even fairly boring match um, they didn't have <laughs> yeah. too many chances and well done to yeah. Punchin who hasn't really scored many at all this season popping up with a goal Ward got the assist no fair play to Palace they were against like, Norwich they've got a lot of fight in them at the minute too so yeah it was they a very, very scrappy tough game so yeah yeah no it's a big win for them to be fair they needed that so what about Southampton Newcastle Southampton got the win 3-1 you saw that coming didn't you I did predict that actually, didn't I? Yeah. Won, yeah. Um, yeah. Newcastle just had no fight in them. I saw all the goals and the defending was just shambolic again. Like absolutely no 
no communication with the centre backs, and it's just Standardville, isn't it? Like yeah, Newcastle's defence is just it's just terrible. I mean, just Taylor. all you have to know about Newcastle's defence is they have the same defence as what they had when they last got relegated. Yeah, like nothing's changed. They're in the Premier League now. It's like you're not going to get better if you're keeping the same. You know, two centre-backs. Yeah, and I, I mean, I, he did try and change it up. He played Taylor at right centre-back, but he just looked absolutely awful. I mean, there's, there's, a whole, there's a whole highlight reel of just him being completely useless. He's years, too, yeah. yeah, I just can't see him getting out of the relegation zone now. I, I know I said last week I could maybe see an upset here, but just going from last week, they only played about 45 minutes of the game against Norwich, and this week... They only played yeah. about 15 minutes of the game. So I don't know yeah. what's going to happen next week. Maybe they'll only play five. It's It, it was just terrible. I mean, when they finally, yeah. at the end, realised, hang on, we need to do something here. We're going to get relegated if we don't start trying to fight back. They they did manage to get a goal and they actually looked okay. But for literally the whole 75 minutes before that, they looked absolutely useless. No, yeah, I know. But Rafa's yeah. gone there in hope to keep him up and build something there. Mm. But I feel like they go, if they go down, which I think they will, I can't see him going. Mm. He's not going to suck himself down to that level of managing in the championship. Yeah. When he's a top he's a top manager. Like He should be at the likes of like Arsenal or you know, like Chelsea or some big club like that. Yeah. Not Newcastle in you know, League One, you know. Like, mm. So, yeah, it's not looking great for that, that club. No. Which is very sad as well. But yeah. Well, I suppose we should mention uh, Long got got a great goal there. Pella got a great goal. Um, they both yes. did pretty well. Um, they're but... playing Southampton. They're doing brilliantly this again this season. I know. They lost yeah. all their best players again. Yeah. Two years in a row they've done that, and every season the next year they'll just bring in more youth and like develop. They're they're really good at developing youngsters. I tell you. Well, they've done very very well. I mean. Um, Fraser Forster, their goalkeeper, he used to be Newcastle's fourth choice goalkeeper, and now I bet they wish they had him because oh, he's yeah. been fantastic. And uh, yeah, Southampton just doing incredibly well, exceeding everyone's expectations. I mean, I hate yeah. to say it, but you could see um, Ronald Koeman getting pinched by a top club because he's been brilliant for. Oh, uh, I love Truman. He's one of my favorite managers in the Premier League. He's just so like, he's so calm about everything. He's like. He's not arrogant. He's just he just does his job and just gets on with it. You can just tell, like. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think he could go to a bigger club. But I think he's happy there, to be honest. I think he'd really just sound with just staying at Southampton for a bit. Yeah, I think it would be good to see him uh, stay there for a while, see how far they can take it. Because I mean, if they can carry on the way they've been going the last two years, I mean, they could start to push for a top four and a place That's in it. Europe. Yeah. So. They're all, they're always getting here. They're always like. Last year, I think they finished sixth or seventh. Yeah. But this year, they're probably going to finish sixth. Like, that's really good for where they've come from. Like, mm. And especially how competitive the league is with all these, all the money that these teams bring in. Done brilliantly, really. To be fair, I, I do think <laughs> Liverpool will overtake Southampton. We've got two goal, uh, two games in hand on them. But, yeah. but even so, seventh is, is a great finish for them. Yeah, exactly, for sure. We should also mention Townsend's goal was an absolute stunner as well. Uh, and he, he just about looks like one of the only reliable Newcastle players. And I think if you are going to get in anyone from Newcastle and FPL, it's got to be Townsend or Mitrovic. Yeah, that's what he does, isn't it? He always, uh, he always scores worldies yeah. at Townsend. Oh. Cut in from the inside, left foot, top left corner, beautiful goal. 
So literally, his only move. I said that for ages, but he, he does it so well. Yeah, but. exactly. Well, uh, moving on, Swansea Chelsea. That was a bit of an upset. I did not see that coming. One 0 to Swansea. I don't know about upset, but <laughs> did you see that coming? Happy. I did it. No way. Oh no! I've said for ages, Chelsea aren't as like good as what people were making out with this unbeaten run. I said like I think they're drawing so many games, like they're letting stupidly slip, and I wasn't shocked. I was shocked, but I wasn't surprised. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like, yeah. Because I've, I've always seen something in Chelsea's defence. But the fact that it was Swansea who did it to him was a shock. Yeah, because, because Swansea have been very, very average. And I mean, there was even talk of them getting sucked down into the relegation battle. But obviously with that point. with that win, they're sort of way ahead of it now. So they've done yeah. brilliantly, I think. It was good to see Sigerson get back on the score sheet too because last season he had an absolute brilliant season and yeah. he's gone very quiet this year, I think. Well, so yeah, he, he has been fantastic the last sort of four or five weeks. But yeah, you're right, the start of the season was very slow for him. Yeah. And uh, no, now now he's just turned into a fantastic FPL player. I mean, you, you almost got to have him in your team because he's been brilliant. Um, I've actually just brought him to my team. <laughs> yeah, well, good call. Good call. Yeah. Um, I think Chelsea, that just shows that like, they, they need a lot of um, rebuilding in that side. Yeah, I, I think but, we forget very quickly how terrible they were at the start of the season because, yeah, I mean, you still or, you always look at them and go, yeah, it's Chelsea, you know, they, they're going to be good. But it wasn't that long ago when they were almost fighting relegation themselves. It was only yeah. till Gus Hiddink came in and sort of turned them around with that unbeaten run that they've managed to drag themselves out. And, uh, yeah, yeah, first loss in... 16 games, so I, I suppose they can't be too disappointed, but um, they need to get back on track, don't they? And I think it's going to be a difficult season for them next season with the new manager, Conte, coming in. Yeah. What players sure. are they going to bring in? Will Hazard get back to his best? I mean, there's a lot of questions about Chelsea, and it's not, not been the best year for them, that's, that's for sure. I can't see Hazard even being there next year. Yeah. No chance, in my opinion. I think he's going to PSG. Yeah, yeah, well, you can definitely see that happening. And I, I could understand why. I mean, it's been a terrible season and he obviously isn't enjoying himself at the moment. So you could understand if he moved on. I just don't really get this um, interim manager thing, though. Like, you bring Chris Hitting in to do a job for six months and then leave. Like, why not bring the manager you want in? Mm. Let him look at your team for the, like, a second half of the season. Like... Work out who he wants next season, and then you can like you're not in a rebuilding phase from the start of next season, and you yeah. can, you know. Well, I mean uh, that I think that's what you'd do in an ideal situation. But I mean, Conte is contracted to do the Italy job at the Euros. I mean, they can't they can't just bring him in um, when he's contracted to do something yeah. else. So maybe they would have ideally wanted to do that and just haven't been able to. I guess the issue was with Jose Mourinho. He he had no choice of it to get sacked. At the time, yeah. it was just like, so I guess they had, yeah, you're probably right, they probably had no choice but to bring someone in just for the short term. Oh, well, moving on, Watford, Everton, I didn't really see that coming either because Watford have been poor lately, but they managed to draw out of it and it was their first goal in quite a long time, so credit to them. Yeah, it's not really a shock to me, to be honest, Everton have been woeful. Yeah, I but, mean, if they were going to start their scoring run against anyone, it was probably going to be Everton, wasn't it? Their defences looked very, very shoddy. Yeah, I keep... Just baffles me looking at Everton's team and just thinking, how are you where you are? Like they should not be anywhere near. Yeah. Like they they were like fifteenth or something. Yeah, fifteenth in the table. It's like they should not be anywhere near there. You got teams like West Brom, 
and Swansea ahead of them. It's like they've got one of the best goal scorers in the league too. It's it's crazy. Yeah, it is. It's an absolute joke, and I can understand why people are saying Martinez out because. Oh yeah. There's there's no doubt that he's proven himself to be a great manager, but this season has just been absolutely last pathetic. season too. Everyone forgets about last season. They were just as bad, if not worse. But yeah. nothing's improved for him. Yeah. I feel like I feel like that first season he came in, it was off the back of David Moyes, and David Moyes had him so well drilled in the back, and he sort of um, it still had that instilled in them. Yeah. And he just put a bit of attacking like philosophy yeah. in the in the squad. Yeah. And it worked really well. But I feel like as the years have gone by, that defensive shape that Moyes had like, intact has just sort of faded away. Yeah. You know what I mean? And now it's just, you know, it's not great. Yeah. Because everyone I... forgets Moyes had them in the top five, top six every se- every single season. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Well, that's, that's exactly why he got the Man United job. He wasn't just some useless manager. I mean, obviously things didn't work out at United, but... That's got to be in part down to the fact that Ferguson didn't really set them up. See, that really annoys me when um, United fans have a go at um, David Moyes for like, oh, they're like, oh, he ruined everything. I'm like, look at the squad. I know Fergie won the league and that, but like, I feel like that year Van Persie was like really carrying their, their squad mm. to winning a lot of the games. But like, um, yeah, that, that squad, you look at the squad that he left him. It was awful. Like, you had Vinic, you had Ferdinand, they were all like, about to leave. You had Evra leaving. Like, what can he do? Like, mm. I think I think he gets a lot of blame, which he really didn't deserve. Yeah. Um, with that, but you know, it's how it goes. Well, there's a lot of talk about him coming uh, coming back into the Premier League or Championship next season, so we might see him back sooner than we think. Yeah, that's it. I'd like to see him. He's a good manager, isn't he? Yeah, well, he proved he proved his worth, and and it would be good to uh, see him doing well again. Just just because there's so much negativity around him, just because of how it went at United oh, no, and then no. how it went in Spain. I mean, you know, it's difficult when you can't speak the language. Like, yeah. I've seen that with Gary Neville. Like, it's it's hard. But mm. English sure managers don't have a great record in Spain, do they? No, not at all. Oh well. Hopefully it turns up for him. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, hopefully uh, Everton can sort of turn their season around. They've definitely got the players to do it. They just need to, uh, I don't know, they just need to solidify the back four because yeah, it, it's just too unpredictable at the moment for them. They just need more consistency too in their players. Like yeah. one player will have a good game, one game. And I mean, Leighton Baines came out and said they didn't have, you know, the team communication and, and all that sort of thing, so... Um, yeah. Clearly, there's a few off-field problems as well, so we we might see a managerial change up there at the end of the season too. I think there will be, to be honest. Mm. But you never know; Moyes could go back there. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure their fa- yeah. I'm sure their fans will love that, to be honest. Like, but yeah. Anyway, let's move on. Manchester City, West Brom. That that wasn't uh, too shocking, really, was it? Two one to Man City. Huge win that I think for City. Yeah. I even though. City won, and everyone's like, oh, yeah, they were going to win. I could still feel a draw in that game because mm. it's Tony Pulis, and he's so good at playing the big teams away yeah, from home. Yeah. But City needed that to keep the pressure on Man United um, with the top four. And obviously, Man United losing, it's like... Yeah, you know, I think City are only two wins away from solidifying I, yeah. their place in the top four now. I, th- I feel like the top four as it is now is how it will be. Oh, do you think so? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Because, like, I don't know. It's only four points with United, but, like, 
you know, can you really see them gaining four points within five games? Mm. Well, what? I don't know. But we'll see. Yeah. It was a great result for City, though. Yeah, it was a great, great result for them. I mean, you could see them dropping points there because of the focus on the Champions League. But, um, yeah, I think they they did very, very well. So, yeah. credit to them. Um, and yeah. credit to uh, Pellegrini for uh, keeping their players fighting till the end. I mean... Yeah, because top four is just a minimum, isn't it? Like, if they don't get top four with Guardiola coming in, he'll be like, he'll be absolutely devo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it must, it must be very hard for uh, Pellegrini though to keep the players oh, motivated yeah. when they know they've got another manager coming in. Very silly announcing something like that while you while your manager's still there. Yeah. Well, it's it's disrespectful, I think, really. It's difficult, isn't it? Because I mean, there was there was always going to be so much conjecture and so much gossip about it anyway. You know, maybe yeah, it was but, the right thing to do, but it's... yeah. But you look at Man United. There's so much gossip about Mourinho, but they're not. I, they could easily say right now, "Oh, uh, Mourinho is going to be a manager next season," but they're not going to do that while Van Hal's there, are they? I, I feel like they should have just waited. It wouldn't have made a difference. Who knew? Hmm. But, yeah. uh, I suppose we can say about that one. Nasri coming back in with a goal. It was good to see him coming back from injury and uh, doing well. I suppose. Yeah. I suppose, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not, not from the, not from the viewpoint of a uh, Liverpool fan, but it was good for Nasri. <laughs> I forgot he was even a footballer because I haven't seen him play a game of football in like a whole year. Or I know. That's crazy. Like, yeah. I, I know a lot of City fans too, and like, none of them rate him, but I think he's one of their best. I think I'd rather Nasri than Sterling, to be honest. Yeah. Well, you you probably say that as a scarred Liverpool fan, but no, I, I can see I'm, where you're I'm coming from. I'm being as neutral as I possibly can here. And like, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I honestly think that Nasri is a better footballer than Sterling well, at this point. Well, he, like, proved, he proved that he's uh, still got it because he was fantastic on the weekend. Yeah, he's such a good footballer. I just don't understand why. He, he may be a good shout to get into FPL as well because I think um, at the moment he's mm. not on the list for the Champions League. Obviously, he was injured when they had to name the squad, so he won't be playing any Champions League games. And I think he will be yeah. featuring in a lot of their Premier League games. So, might be it's worth just, a shout. With, with City players though, and Chelsea players maybe last season, uh, it's so hard to pick them. You got to pick like the main men, for yeah. me, because yeah. they're guaranteed. Like uh, there'll be one game like I feel, I feel like, it's like City's fullbacks. You got. Kolarov, you got um, Zabaleta, and you got Sagna, and you don't know which one's going to start. Yeah, so it's, it's really difficult, isn't pick. it? Yeah, yeah so... Because Kolarov popped up with the assist on the weekend, but then Klesia, uh, he, he tends to start over Kolarov on the left, and Sanya tends to start over Zabaleta on the right, but they can easily change it up, so you never really know. I don't get why Zabaleta doesn't start every week, because yeah. he's so... Uh, I rate him so highly, but he's a great player going forward. But does he still have it going back? I'm not sure he's still quite yeah. as good defensively as uh, Sanya is. Yeah, he might be right there. To be fair. <laughs> anyway, what about uh, Sunderland Leicester? That was a huge, huge win for them. Oh, two nil, two nil to Leicester. It wasn't easy too. They they got their goal in like the 70th minute or so. Yeah. Jamie Vardy again, like. I know, popping up with two goals. Back, he has back to get in. player of the season for me. Like, well, he he's just been today announced as one of the uh, one of the six um, players voted in the player nominations for the PFA awards. I heard about that actually. Yeah, so I feel like there's so many good um, candidates for it. Yeah, but I I just don't see how you can not give it to Jamie Vardy. 
especially if they win the league. He's broken a record, you know. But then, on the other hand, you've got Harry Kane, who scored more goals, but... Yeah, but is, is Vardy, I know what you're saying, like, he's got all the goals and, and he has been very important, but has Vardy been the most important player for Leicester this season? Because, I mean, in the centre of midfield, you got N'Golo Kante, who's made oh, 101 no. tackles in the Premier League, which is more tackles than anyone in all of Europe's divisions so far this season. And then on the right, you've got uh, Mares, who's just been absolutely phenomenal. So yeah, it's, it's tough I know, to call, that's the thing, if you think about it though, each position it's like a spine. They've got like a, and you got Morgan too. Yeah. In the in the center of defense, that spine is like they're just each player is just as important as each other. Mm. So it's really hard to say oh, oh Kante was more important than Vardy or you know, Mares. It's like I don't know. That's why I'll give Vardy the edge because of that record he's done and you know, the mm. whole fairy tale. I think he deserves it to be fair. Yeah, his finishing's been class this season and. Uh... Yeah, he's proving yet again that he's one of the top scorers in the Premier League and he deserves to be there. Yeah. I've always liked Vardy ever since that, um, I watched that game, I think it was last season, against um, Man United when they won 5-2. Yeah. Like, his energy in that game. He's, I love his work rate. No, yeah. There's not enough players in the world these days that have that energy and like desire every single game. Yeah. Yeah, he always runs the channels, always gives his midfielders like passes, like, like easy through balls and stuff to play in. But... He's such a he's such a handful as a centre forward, and he's getting the reward for it as well because I'm sure he's nailed on to that Euro squad. Oh yeah, he should start guaranteed starter Harry Kane and Jamie Vardy up top. I think. Yeah, that'd be a great pairing, but I, I'm not sure they'll go with two up front. That's a debate for another matter. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Let's not get bogged down. Let's move on to uh, Liverpool Stoke four one for Liverpool. I was absolutely shocked with this result. To be honest, like. Uh, when I was watching this and it went 1-1, I was like, ah, oh, Southampton all over again. But every time we scored first, the instant thing I worry about is us sitting back mm. and conceding a goal. And we do it so often, but especially at home. Yeah, and definitely. So when they got that that goal when it was 1-1, I was just like, oh, same old thing, isn't it? Yeah. But, like, I, I was shocked to see a score the way we did. Because Stoke had no pushovers. They were a great side, like. And we played a weakened team, that like. Yeah, we did. We we, no, we started two eighteen-year-olds. Yeah, no Catania and Kevin like, Stewart and Shea Ojo, and they both did really well. To be fair, Ojo to him. was brilliant, was he? Yeah, that and assist then, like, that he got, yeah, he oh, just yeah. knocked it around Shakiri, and then that little cross in was just beautiful. I mean, Liverpool just again looked fantastic going forward, and. To be fair, we have looked brilliant attacking this season, and I think in 2016 we've actually scored more goals than any other Premier League club. Yeah, it's crazy. I think that our goal difference, I mean, is actually like I think it's plus six or something in the last ten games or so. Which yeah, is, it's finally started turning around. Yeah, um, I feel like that's just what we needed. That's just what Liverpool needed before like a big game, mm. big Euro boy game. So yeah, very really stoked for that. Even though really. In the league, we're not really going to get much further than we are. Like, we probably will get up a few more places, but it's not really going to make a difference in terms of like you know Champions League or so. Yeah, I feel like the season for Liverpool's all it's all on the Europa League, right? Yeah, it really is. And and I mean, really despite is. all the great attacking play, they've still got that terrible weakness at the back again, conceding from a set piece and all again just terrible marking, wasn't it? It's just. Every time we can see the goal, it's always a set piece. Actually, defend quite well 
in one-on-one situations now. It's, Sarko's been outstanding like, on days, but just the set pieces, like they just go to sleep and just leave a free header, and it's just it's too often they just switch off. Yeah. To, to be fair, the one in the Stoke game on the weekend, it was Toure, and he hasn't had a lot of uh, minutes recently, so you can understand that one. Maybe he didn't quite have the cohesion with the back four. But Yeah, definitely. And another thing is, we're without Henderson, and we're, we're without Emre Chan because he was suspended. I know, that and Henderson our... injury is going to be a big one going to the end of the season. I actually don't think it will be that big of a deal, because I don't think Henderson's been that good like, in the last... 10 weeks. I think he's been quite poor. He has been average, but what he brings is leadership and running and, and you know, pressing. He he plays that game that Jurgen Klopp mm-hmm. won. He gets everyone working hard as well, so it's not just about him. He, he's a great leader as well. Yeah, right, but I feel like you can get that with Emre Chan as well. And if you have yeah. Joe Allen next to him, I think it's actually quite a good midfield partnership, that. Because yeah. Joe Allen... It's been absolutely brilliant when he's come on. Every single game he's come on. Yeah, you're right. He's been great. The other option as well, of course, is to play Milner through the middle. I don't like that, to be honest. Every time he's played through the middle for for Liverpool, he's just like... It just hasn't been what he has when he's on the outside. Mm. But technically, he wants to be a a central midfield player, but I just feel like he's better at wide. Yeah, you're right. I mean, the work that he does out wide, getting the crosses in, is very important at the moment. We don't really have any other players that can fulfil that role, whereas we do have players, as you say, like Allen and Chan, who can take over that central midfield role and do it very well. Joe Joe Allen's such a good player for just, like, calming things down in the middle of the park, just keeping the ball, like, you know, controlling possession and stuff like that. Yeah, I think think that was a good result. And, uh, yeah, definitely did well with the weakened team. But let's move on to Spurs United, another massive game. What did you think of that? Oh, I loved it, mate. (laughs) 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 Um, I I wasn't shocked at all by this result, at all. I was a bit shocked by the three. I I, I thought Spurs were going to win, but I could definitely see it only being 1-0 and definitely thought it would be a bit tighter than it was. I thought they'd win by two. I thought they'd win 2 nil. That was my prediction. Mm. But um, to be fair to United, they defended quite well in that first half. They really rode the storm at the start because Spurs had countless chances to score yeah. in that first half. And I was just like, how have they not scored? Yeah, De Gea made some great saves as well. Yeah. And after that first half, I just thought it was going to be one of those games where United just do what they did in the last season, just nick it Just goal grind it out, yeah. Out of nothing, like... But Spurs were just too good. Like, it, it was very telling, though. I mean, it's been a very, very long time. I think almost 15 years since um, Spurs have beaten Man United at home. And United yeah. came came into this game literally just looking to grind out maybe a nil-nil. Like, yeah. I think that's very sort of depressing for United fans that this yeah. season and the club at the moment has just turned into this um, just defensive... Scramble. I mean, all, all they're trying to do is grind out nil nils, and it's just a shame. Yeah, really. yeah like that, that. All their fans are going mental because, like, they're just so sick of the style because mm. they've been brought up with to always have fast attacking football, and now all of a sudden they're just trying to just nick that one chance in the game to yeah. win the game, and they're relying on that. Mm. And when that doesn't come off, they destroy nil nil or they're losing the game. So, but credit to either, Spurs. Oh, yeah. Spurs are one of my favourite teams in the league at the minute. Just the way they play. 
Exactly. It's, really it's, it's almost polar opposites to United at the minute, isn't it? Yeah, exactly right. Like they're, they're constantly like they just hunt in packs, literally. When, mm. when when they lose the ball, they've got two or three players around the man with the ball straight away, and mm. it's just constant pressure to win the ball back. Yeah. It's, it's like Pochettino is just like I actually think Pochettino would be a better choice for United than uh, Mourinho would. Well, he'd, cer- he'd certainly play the football that the fans want to see. Yeah. Because I think when, if they do get Mourinho in, he, it's just going to be the same situation over again, isn't it? Um, very yeah, exactly. similar style to Van Gaal. And it'll be no stability in their club. Like, mm. you, you might win a few, but I feel like that the reason why everyone wants Mourinho at United is because they've, they've only had three years, but like... For them, that's a long time. Does success. everyone want Mourinho at United, though? I mean, Josh, our, our good mate who goes for United, he certainly doesn't want him there. Yeah. I, I, a lot of people were like that at the beginning. They're like, oh, I don't really want Mourinho. But I feel like after how depressing this season's been, not winning anything, and having their season being basically over by six games to go, they just want someone that can just win them the league as quick as possible. Mm-hmm. Not, yeah. It's a bit of a split, though. I, there's definitely a split between who wants him and who doesn't want him, but yeah, it, it's crazy how it's changed. Because like you, three years ago, they would never have Mourinho anywhere near Man United. Yeah, it's gotten so bad. They're they're almost becoming like everybody else. Like they've had to realize that's what we're going to be like. Mm. Um, they're not this special like club that's well, they are a special club. They're not that kind of club that can just like um, do it a certain way. Like I traditionally, they just want to bring through youngsters make them world-class, and then not have to spend any money. Mm. And all of a sudden, they've had to spend a lot of money, you know, get their transfers right, you know. Because they were so lucky with the, those six players they got um, back in the 90s. Yeah. They all, they all became world-class. The class of 92, yeah. Yeah. So uh, it doesn't happen very often, and now all of a sudden, they're having to do what everyone else is doing, which mm. is buy and buy well. And they haven't bought very well, in my opinion. Well, yeah, I think I think the shake needs to happen all the way at the top of the tree because they need to get rid of Ed Woodward um, before they oh, yeah. before they can start moving forward because he's just. Uh, I mean, everyone blames the manager, and it's easy to do that. But some of the transfer decisions they've made and some of the money they've spent has just been ludicrous. And you can I'm definitely just... you could definitely say the same thing about Liverpool and and many other clubs in the Premier yeah. League as well. But particularly United this season. Their signings and their their spending just has not paid off at all. It's not just the spending; it's the players they've let go. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, Van, like, I know Van Persie's getting on, but like he'd do a hell of a job for him this season. I feel Chicharito, Chicharito, banging in loads of goals away. Cagua doing fantastic. Paul Pogba, almost one of the best players in the world at the moment. I feel that the problem with Ed Woodward is he doesn't know anything about football. <laughs> no, it's true. That's the problem with so many owners. In, in Premier League teams. They don't know anything about football. Yeah. And they like... It's a, it's a business. They're running like a business and not they're not a fan. Mm. Like, it's the same at Arsenal. Um, but, yeah, I think the ownership definitely needs to change. Yeah. Anyway, credit to Tottenham. They, they played brilliantly. Um, yeah. Their defence was strong going forward. They looked fantastic. Uh, pretty, oh, much, yeah, pretty much after game week 34 in the FPL, you should... Start filling your team with Tottenham players because they're hungry for the league. They're scoring loads of goals. They're keeping clean sheets, and just generally yeah. they look fantastic. Well, basically my whole spine in my team's 
Tottenham players. I've got, I've got Eric Dyer, I've got Dalio, and I've got Harry Kane, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not a bad choice. Yeah, I can understand why you want him as well. I mean, Alderweireld as well, another another great choice for the back line. Yeah, definitely. Popped up with he, a goal, got the three bonus points, and obviously the clean sheet too. Yeah, I think the biggest problem with United too is whenever they go a goal down this season, they can never come back and win the game. Mm. They might draw it, but they can never come back and win. And traditionally, that's what they're known for. Well, it might but, not... Might not be all doom and gloom for them just yet. They've got a game tonight, a big game, FA Cup game yeah. against uh, West Ham, and we'll, we'll have a look a, look at that in a minute. But just before we do, what about Crystal Palace and Everton? What do you think is going to happen? Uh, tonight, Last yeah, FPL um, fixture this game week. Crystal Palace Everton. It's going to be tough. That I feel like it, I can see a draw in that game, a two-two draw. Yeah, I could see that happening as well. I mean, Crystal Palace have sort of turned the corner, but I'm not sure they can score two goals. Yeah, but against Everton's defence. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got me there. That's that's like true. If Watford just, can score against Everton, then Crystal yeah. Palace should be able to as well. I just feel like they're both at the same level, and they're going to cancel each other out. You know, but it'll be interesting. Game, interesting game, though, I think. If you're an Everton fan, you definitely want to be able to say Everton's going to win that game. So I think I'm going to have to tip them just on the basis of their players. I know they're being shoddy at the back, and I know they've had a rough season. They're down in fifteenth, but. The yeah. players they have, they deserve to be doing so much better. Um, so I'm just going to uh, beg Lukaku to please get me a goal for my <laughs> triple captaincy. And uh, I think Everton will win 2-1, I think. 2-1, OK. Interesting. It'll be a good game, though. Entertaining, I think, that will. It will be a tough game. Anyway, what about the FA Cup, the second leg of the quarterfinal? Well, I say second leg, the replay of the <laughs> quarterfinal. Oh, I can't wait for this game, to be honest, because it's such a... It's such a big game, like, for United, it's their season, really, I feel like. If they lose this game, I feel like their fans are just going to go into absolute meltdown. Even though they expect to lose, mm. everyone I've spoken to, they think they're going to lose. But, oh, it's going to be crazy. Well, I mean, it's the last last ever FA Cup game at the bowling ground. West Ham are up for it. They're having a great season. Will they be pushing everything into this game or will they be more focused on trying to get to the top four? I don't know. That's the biggest problem for West Ham. Like they've, they've got that dilemma, don't they? Yeah. But I feel like the trophy is Wembley. It's only one game, but I feel like they can just go for it. Yeah. And the thing is, I think whoever wins this game tonight will win the FA Cup. You think? Yeah, well, I mean, whoever wins tonight will go through against a game against Everton, which... Granted, will be a tough game, but the way their defence is going at the moment, um, and West Ham, with their attack, that they'll go straight through Everton. And I think even United this season will beat Everton. Um, yeah. The other semi-final, which is going to be Sunday, April 24th, is Crystal Palace-Watford. So, I mean, that's great to see one of them go through to the final, but I don't think they'll be able to win it, to be fair to them. Yeah, I feel like United could easily win. And just nick it. That's the only way I can see him winning. I can't see him. I can only see them winning by like, you know, scraping through, not being very convincing. But I can see West Ham winning comfortably in this game mm-hmm. as well. They'll see at home. Like, yeah, I can see where you're coming from. I mean, their fans will definitely be up for it. Um, I, it's just it's just whether their players will be up for it because I mean that massive game against Arsenal three three on the weekend. They've they've got um, top four dreams and they're they're definitely pushing for that. Uh, just will yeah. they have the energy still? Will will they have the legs to do it? The problem with United, I, just, I, just, 
I've never seen them win a game convincingly in so long. Mm. But like West, like West Ham, I've seen them dominate teams and play them off the park. Like you look at all the wins you've United have had lately. Like Everton the other week, one nil scraped it. Yeah. Man City it was one nil. Like yeah. I don't know. I feel like if United are going to win, it'll be one nil. They'll only be win by a goal. What is your but prediction then? I think West Ham will win two one. Yeah, really. And especially Andy Carroll starts against that, that centre back pairing. Yeah. Especially with wins at like left centre half, I feel like mm. they could easily easily win by two goals. To be fair. Yeah, I mean they are definitely dangerous in the air going forward with Carroll, but I mean United. To be fair to them, they'll have Fellaini and Smalling, both pretty good in the air. Might be able to cut out that option, but um, that's the thing. United could easily just get a set piece and score. And mm. hold on, but I see how I can see him winning. To be honest, mm. I can't see him winning by absolutely dominating the game, and you know, because it's at the bowling ground too. And when their fans, their fans will be well up for that game. Yeah, I think you're right. I I can <laughs> see, I can see uh, West Ham winning as well. I think they might have to scrape through and do it in extra time or penalties, but I think West Ham are going to get through, and then I think they probably will win the FA Cup. That'd be good to see. I love to see him win something because they're. They are a big club, and they deserve it. The year they've had, I mean, the way Billich has got them playing, they they just play great football, and and they're a great team to watch, and uh, I think they do deserve it. They're only gonna get better too. They're moving into a bigger stadium. They're getting loads more money next season with TV money, and mm. so I think they're they're only on the up West Ham. Yeah, good times for West Ham. Yeah, but I feel like if, if United do lose this, like I can't imagine being. Like seeing what their fans are going to go like because I think they're going to go absolutely mental. What about the Champions League? What, what were your reactions to the games last night? Champions League. I had um, I was actually working last. I had loads of Man City fans coming in. Well oh, happy yeah. with the result. Yeah. <laughs> um, great. That's huge, isn't it? Like a semi-final for Man City. Like yeah, fantastic for them, isn't it? it? It is great to see an English club in there as oh, well. Yeah. To be fair. I hope they win it now. To be honest, because the English club like. I'd love to see that. Like, I hope they get through to the final. I, I don't really want them to win, though. <laughs> I don't mind. I don't mind Man City, to be honest. It'd be funny to watch the reaction of the United fans when they win, when they win the Champions League. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough. I, I, I had to get that in there, so... <laughs> <laughs> um, that, that's such a big result. Like, PSG, like, they absolutely destroyed Chelsea, I felt, over two legs. Yeah, they did. Um, and I, I thought PSG, that would be too much for City, like, especially the way they were defending and stuff, but to credit to them, they kept a clean sheet against a very good side. Yeah, they but, did. And, I, I mean, Joe Hart was a big part of that because he made some great saves. And they missed a penalty, too, early in the game. I know, I know. I can't believe Aguero missed that penalty. That's the second penalty out of his last three in the Champions League that he's missed. Just so high. The pressure's so much higher, I feel like. That's why. Mm. But um, oh, it's a huge result, that. Because I feel like PSG were missing that Matweedy in the midfield. Because he wasn't playing, and I feel like they definitely missed him a lot, and they just had a very off day because they were very poor. I, I see what you're saying, and PSG did have a lot of injuries. To be fair, I mean Verratti's been out for a long time. They were yeah. missing that spine, and Motta got injured early on, had to go off at half time. Um, so it was always going to be difficult for them. But credit to City for taking advantage of them, and uh, yeah, I think they did well. And uh, we'll see how far they can get. I'm not sure they'll get through the semis, to be honest, but. Yeah. Um, I would like to yeah. see them get to the final. It would be great for um, Pellegrini. I could definitely see them getting a, like a, um, a Barcelona or 
Now, I reckon they'll get Real Madrid or Barcelona probably in semis. One of them two. Yeah. Well, um, speaking of Real Madrid, they they got through as well, didn't they? Oh, crazy that. I know. They were, they were down 2-0 in aggregate going into the game. And uh, I thought oh. Wolfsburg would, would uh, do them over. That really hurts because all, all um, Wolfsburg would have needed was one goal. I know. They, they lose 3-1. They're through. Yeah. But fair play to Madrid. They really had, had the bottle to go there. Yeah, I mean, well, it was all on Ronaldo, wasn't it? Three goals. Yeah. Um, just proving yet again that he's one of the best players in the world. Brilliant. Uh, to win that 3-0, knowing that you have to score three goals and you can't concede one, yeah. it's like, that's bloody amazing that, to be fair. Yeah. Pains me to say it, but uh, yeah, another great performance by Ronaldo. Three goals, and uh, yeah. not surprising that we see Real Madrid through to another semi-final. Um, and I hope they get knocked out in the next round. <laughs> yeah. I actually wouldn't mind seeing a. Um, I don't know. Part of me wants not want to see an El Clasico final. Yeah. Because I don't think they're as entertaining as what people say. I find them quite like. I don't know, they're a lot slower. I want to see an English team versus a uh, Spanish team in the final. Yeah, I'd that... love to see City play in the final against um, either Barcelona or Real Madrid. Yeah. Great. Well, Barca's not through yet. We got we got their game tonight against uh, Atletico Madrid. They're they're up two one on aggregate, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be tight because Atletico's at home tonight. Um, they've obviously got one away goal, so. They're in with a chance. Okay. Barcelona's up 2-1, but Atletico Madrid have one away goal. Oh, right, OK. That's not too bad. So all all Atletico will need to do is win 1-0. Yeah, and they're right? through, yeah. Yeah, but it's not as easy as Barcelona. Is it? Like, Suarez is just like out of this world at the minute. Mm. That goal he scored last week was, oh, perfection. Yeah, well, what do you think will happen in that game, Barcelona-Madrid? Atletico Madrid, that is. Atletico Madrid, yeah. I think Barcelona will win that. I think it'll be two one Barcelona. Yeah. And and what about the last game? It's uh, Benfica at home against Bayern Munich. Munich are up one nil on aggregate, but that's just a home goal. So I mean, anything can happen in this game as well. It's very yeah. open. Yeah. But I think Bayern have that advantage still, and with that advantage, I think they're a better team anyway. Mm. So I feel it. Like, I feel like they'll nick it one nil. Well, pretty much all Bayern need to do is score an away goal, and they've got the advantage, don't they? Yeah, I, it exactly. would it Huge would be advantage. fantastic to see Benfica into the semis though. Yeah, like if Bayern get an away goal, then they've got to score three, which yeah. is like you know, yeah, exactly. Mountain. So you think Barca, Bayern, Madrid, and uh, City in the semis? Yeah, that's what I think. Definitely. Yeah, I can see that. I Fair really enough. hope City do well. It's really hard though because like they're either gonna get one three, one of the third best players in like teams in the world. You're gonna get. Barcelona, Madrid, or Bayern Munich, which is such a hard game either way. So yeah, any of those games would be very difficult. And I mean, even if it is Benfica or Atletico Madrid, neither of them are pushovers at the moment. They're both yeah. fantastic teams. So I feel like City can beat any of them over one game, over two legs. It's a different story. Yeah, like you really get, you really work out who's the better team over two legs. I think. Yeah, and but, going to Spain or Germany is never easy, is it? Because their oh. fans will be massively up for it. I mean, you saw. Exactly. Last night against Wolfsburg, the Real Madrid fans were just going absolutely crazy. And I mean, yeah. I think that's got to be one of the reasons they got over the line. Their fans were just immense. Yeah, I feel like those three teams are the best in the world by mile, so mm. by country mile. Because they've got the best, like, not the best stages, but like their fan base always makes their home ground a fortress. Mm. So it's so hard to go to their ground and win. But yeah, I think that will have a bit of fall. 
Teams in the same as that. Yeah, fair enough. Well, uh, speaking of the best teams in the world, uh, Liverpool versus Borussia <laughs> Dortmund tomorrow night. <laughs> oh, it's such a hard game, Mr. Cole, isn't it? Like, everyone's, everyone's thinking we're going to win this because we're at home, but I've seen us so many times play at home, we're even with the crowd buzzing before the game, and just like, I don't know, I just feel like it's going to be such a hard game. Hmm. Right. It's, it's definitely going to be a massive game. It's obviously going to be a tough one, but at home, we've got the away goal. If we can yeah. just try and shut them down and keep it tight at the back, then yeah. you know, try and do what uh, Man City did last night against PSG. I really want us to see us go, like, at the start, the first 20 minutes, just try to get a goal, but not sit back at the first 20 minutes, because normally at airfield with the big games, that's what we do best, is really start strong and fast. Yeah. And just go at them, put them under pressure, get the crowd on the on, on top of them, and try and get that goal early if we can. Yeah. And then we can sort of you know uh, sort of control the game from there and just manage the game. Yeah. I feel like it's going to be so hard to stop them scoring because that game against Dortmund last week, I feel like it was so lucky. I was I was absolutely buzzing when we drew one one. Yeah. Like. I was expecting to lose 2-1 or something like that, and I would have been probably okay with that too. So, Well, obviously um, Dortmund are still favourites to win the tie, so um, yeah. I think Liverpool are going to have to put in another fantastic performance, and and they have, to be fair to them, been putting in great performances going forward. Again, it's just the shaky defence that has got to be the biggest worry for them at the moment, don't you think? I actually feel we defended brilliantly in that, in that away game. I thought we were outstanding, except... Just a set piece, like you know, switch off for two seconds again. Mm. That's that's where we've got to watch it because they can easily do that again to us. Yeah, I, I think uh, Matt Hummels. I, I would put him as their almost their favourite to score a goal because we've been that shoddy in um, defending set pieces that I can really see their goals coming from uh, yeah, a corner or a free kick again. He can score a header, but I, I feel like he's a guy that we should target too going forward because he's yeah. not got the pace at all. And yeah. we have quick players that can, like, you know, really exploit. Well, that's his, why like, it might be a good option to try and play Origi again because he's he's already yeah. proved that he can expose him at the back. And if we can score another goal, then it would really take the pressure off. And uh, yeah, maybe maybe we will be able to do it. You never know. What do you think? What's your prediction for the game? Uh, being a Liverpool fan, being as biased as I am, I'll predict us to win. Actually, no, I'll predict us to draw one-one again, extra time, and we'll win in penalties. Because that's what we do. <laughs> really? we, 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 we never do it the easy way, do we? No, you, you are right. But uh, <laughs> our last penalty shootout didn't end so well, did it? Yeah, you're right there. Uh, I know that, that was a Capital One Cup final, I guess. but Against City. Yeah. Not, I, I just can only see that happening. Because we never do it easy. Like Every single Champions League game, like tie I've seen, always penalty, like late penalties, a late goal or something like that. But it'll be dramatic, I feel like. Hmm. Yeah, I, I'm not quite as confident as you, I don't think, unfortunately. I think if we play like we did in the first leg at home, then I do think we will win. I think that first leg was um, a bit of a blip for us. I mean, that was one fantastic game out of yeah. out of sort of five average games. And, and I think yeah, I agree. Uh, we're really going to have to try and play at that level again. And if we don't play at that level again, then I think Dortmund will expose us at the back and uh, yeah. put two past us. So I'm, I'm going to have to say I think Dortmund will win 2-1 and go through, but I'm very much hoping that Liverpool win it. So I think Sarko is just so key to our, um, us getting through this tie. Because like, 
he was outstanding last like the last game, and I feel like we're going to get a lot of going to have to defend a lot in the game, mm. but. Yeah, it's really going to come down to Sacco and Lovren and, and if they can repeat the performance of the last game, isn't it? I feel like the first 20 minutes will dominate. We'll be on top of the first 20 minutes without a doubt. Um, just depends if we can get the goal when we when we have that dominance. Mm. But after like, the crowd quietens down a bit after the first 20 minutes, I feel like that will just grow into the game. Yeah. And that's when we've got to be like t- the defensively like hold on and... But it's going to be tough. It's going to be a huge game. And if we can get through a semi-final, like, I know it's not the Champions League, but it will almost be like, you know, back in the day. Yeah. Because you know? like, I feel like we've sort of, we've lost that, like, European like, romance that we had for so yeah. long. Like, that's, that's kind of what kept us at the top club. Because we weren't always, we never, went in the, never won the league for ages. But we're always doing well in Europe. Yeah. And I feel like we've got to get back to that. Yeah, but, definitely. And I think Jurgen Klopp's the man to do it. Yeah, for sure. Well, uh, there's there's three other games happening on Thursday night as well. We've got Sevilla, Atletico, Bilbao, Shakhtar, Donetsk, and Sporting Braga, and Sporta Prague versus Villarreal. What do you think is going to happen in those three? That'd be interesting, wouldn't it? Yeah. I'm not, to be honest, it's very hard for me to predict because I don't really know much about them. Like, yeah. I don't really watch them regularly, so oh, I kind of want Sevilla to get knocked out if we can get through. Yeah, it would be it. good to see them get knocked out, but they've got two away goals, so I think I think yeah. they're going to go through. To be fair, yeah, that's the thing. But I like, always teams are really decent teams, aren't they? Like, so if you get to the semis, you still got a tough game, you know. Mm. Now, a lot of people think you get past Dortmund, or you can win it, but there's so many. There's still hard teams in that. Like, at the moment, it looks like it's going to be Sevilla through, Shakhtar Donetsk through, and Villarreal through. That's just sort of odds on at the moment. But we'll see what happens. And if you think about that, though, those three teams, they're, they're, they're Champions League teams, really, aren't they? Like, yeah. That's the thing. The Europa League, to win it, you've got to beat Champions League sides normally. Yeah. Because they come out in the group stage and they always come up, like, end up winning it or something. So. Yeah. Well, I think um, out of all the teams there, Dortmund are probably the best team. So if, if Liverpool can knock them off, then they've definitely got a good chance. But it's not going to be easy by any means. I, I've just got this weird feeling that, like, because whenever we've won... Cups in the past, we've always gone through a hard run of like fixtures, like we'll play like Arsenal, Chelsea, or something like that. Yeah. And I feel like the fact that we knocked out Man United, and we can knock out Dortmund, it will feel like that again. Yeah. You know that sort of fairy tale. Um, but I don't want to get too ahead of myself. We've got to get past Dortmund, Dortmund yet, but. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, nah, it'd, it'd be a really good game to watch. Yeah, it's going to be a great game. Uh, anyway, that's. That's Europe wrapped up. Let's have a look forward to uh, the fixtures in the FPL next week. We've got that big, big double game week coming up. Uh, game oh, yeah. week 34. First game, uh, the early game, Saturday afternoon, 12.45. We've got Norwich at home to Sunderland. Massive game, that. Huge game, that. Absolutely like, massive in the relegation fight, isn't it? Yeah. So, I feel like for Sunderland, it's win or bust, really, isn't it? Like, yeah, it is, yeah. They have to win. It's a must win. Otherwise, I feel like they're going down. But for Norwich, a draw, they can just draw this game and they'll be fine with that, I think. Yeah, it's it's definitely make or break for Sunderland at, at the moment. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? But um, I think Norwich is going to win this one, to be honest. You think they will? Yeah, I think they'll win at 1-0. Oh, wow. They are at home, so... Yeah, that's the, that's the reason behind why I'm putting up 1-0. I think it's going to be a one-all draw. Yeah, I can see that too, to be fair. 
Yeah, it'll definitely be a tight game. It will be a very entertaining game as well, I think. Yeah, definitely. I can see Norwich scoring. Ember Carney is in great form. Um, I know Sunderland had a tough game away against Leicester, uh, but I can see him scoring. I mean, Big Sam's really got him up and running, so... Yeah, I'm, I'm you can always see the fire scoring, can't you, for Sunderland? Yeah, you are right. I mean, he's kind of their only only hope at the moment. So yeah, we're sure. I'll go for 1-1. Mbukani <laughs> and Defoe to score the goals there. Uh, what about Everton home to Southampton? Everton, oh, that's a hard game, mate. I feel like I, don't know, I feel like Everton at home, I feel like they're going to step up and get a draw in this game. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, although Everton have been very lacklustre this season South and Southampton have been having a great season uh, it's going to be a tight one it always is I think yeah. Southampton might just pip it 2-1 yeah I, I, I think that too but same time I, don't know, I feel like Everton at home I think they can just get a draw I think I'll go 1-1 yeah yeah I can see that happening Everton's got two fixtures that week um, but yeah I think Southampton will just pip it um what about Man United versus Aston Villa? Right, I'll tell you what. If, if, if United don't beat Aston Villa and Van Gaal still doesn't get sacked, they're never getting rid of him. But, <laughs> like, honestly. But, nah, I think United should win this, to be fair. They should win this, like, 3-0. Yeah, and I think they probably will. I mean, it's probably not a bad time to get a United player or two in. Certainly a United defender. Would be uh, oh, yeah. would be a good shout for this game week because they got two very winnable games coming up. Yeah, I think they'll definitely keep it quite cheap. I think they'll win that three 0 for sure. Yeah, I can definitely see that. I, I'll go for two 0 but yeah, I'm sure they'll they'll win it, and I'm pretty sure they'll keep a clean sheet. So, big tip: get get some uh, Man United defenders, and <laughs> probably the only one that's nailed on is Smalling, Smalling. other than yeah. De Gea. So all that um, I tell you what, is a really good play for United. I mean, it's um. Yeah, he is, but he, he went off injured um, in their last game. Yeah, we'll see you tonight if he, if he, gets, if he plays tonight or not, but he's, I feel like he's such a good talent, he is. Oh, he, he's, a, he's a great player, yeah. He, he'll, he'll be sticking around the club for a long time. I think he's definitely one to keep an eye on because he, he will be a really good player. Uh, what yeah. about Newcastle home to Swansea? Huge game, that not it? Like, at home. I feel like if Newcastle loses at home, like, again, their fans are just going to go absolutely mental at home. The band, I feel like they'll start, like, it's all about the owner. I feel like they're just, gonna want, they just all want him out. Yeah, start. Mike Ashley. It, yeah. To be fair, he's just a massive jerk, so I can understand why they want him out. They're all like him. He, like, he never comes out and speaks to anyone. And, like, I don't know, he just doesn't care. And I feel like if, he do, if they do get relegated, it was a good chance that he, he will leave. Yeah. Because, you know, they're not going to be having that money and stuff, so... I remember um, Pardew saying while he was there, Mike Ashley's a great guy to go out and have a few pints with, but he's terrible to work for. <laughs> so. You've seen the size, and of course it's good to have a few pints with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Rafa Benitez, too, but... <laughs> um, I think this will be a 1-1 draw, to be honest. Yeah, I can see that. I mean... I think if Swansea had a loss against Chelsea, I might have said um, Newcastle would step up and win, but Swansea have been doing very well and Sigurdsson has been playing very well. I think it will be a tight game. I can see a 1-1 draw as well. Yeah. I love sitting on the fence for these games because you just, 
I just can't see a winner out of both teams. Like, yeah. I just don't know how they're going to win it. But I can't yeah. see either of those teams scoring more than one goal. I think exactly. it'll be Mitrovic popping up with one and Sigurdsson popping up with another one. Yeah, and agreed. Finish one one. The other three Perfect. o'clock game is West Brom at home with Watford. It's another one of those games which is just like, they're both on the same sort of level. Yeah. But I feel like West Brom will just nick this one 1-0. Yeah, I think you might be right. I mean, Watford have got... Um, have got the FA Cup to focus on in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah. It, it will definitely be a tough game. Uh, Could easily be nil nil too, but I just think I can see a Tony Pulis side just just nicking it over Watford. Run dog, I think score. Yeah, although having said that, <laughs> West Brom haven't really been very good going forward recently, so I I think it might just cancel each other out and end up being a nil nil or a one all draw. Yeah, could easily. It's just one of those games, isn't it? Those like mid-table teams against each other. So yeah, I'm gonna so. be boring and sit on the fence again. It'll be <laughs> it'll be nil nil. Yeah. Uh, so the five thirty game on uh, Saturday afternoon is Chelsea Ooh. at home to Man City. Oh, that's a tough. Game. That's a big game for Man. More so for Man City, I feel. Yeah. Chelsea have nothing to play for really, so um, it's just consolation really for them. But I think oh, it's hard. This I think it's going to be a draw. You think it'll but, be a draw, really? I think it could be. Why? <laughs> what, just, what, is, what are Chelsea doing to show you that they can draw with Man City? Just the fact that they're at home, to be honest. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I don't know. I think Man City's defence is still like... They've had a good few games, but I feel like they can easily just collapse. Their defence can collapse, but where's Chelsea's attack coming from? Yeah, to be fair, to be fair, I'm probably just basing this on Chelsea of old. I will go. I will go Man City to win. Actually, I think Man City will win that one nil. Yeah, I think you're right. I think I City will win. I, I just, I can't see Chelsea really putting up that much of a fight. They don't have a lot to play for at the minute. They don't have many players in form. I mean, City may well play a weakened side, um, but it, it is a big game because they always like to beat Chelsea, so I think they'll play a full-strength side, and, and I think they'll win it 2-0, probably. What, what makes you think they'll play a weak inside? Like... I don't think they will play a weak inside. I, I thought maybe they would, but they've got two games that week against... Um, oh, right. The second one's against Newcastle, so I, I just thought they might rest a few people, but they'll probably play a full-strength side against Chelsea, a weakened no, I... one later in the week, and then full-strength again in the semi-final. Yeah, I, I don't think they can have that attitude now with the Premier League because United are only four points behind them. They're not guaranteed top four. So I think they're going to take every game very seriously. They will, but what do you want more? Do you want to uh, progress in, in your first ever Champions League semi-final or do you want to get top four when the manager who's who's in control of it all is not even going to be there next season? He probably doesn't even care if, they, if they're if they in the Champions yeah, League next season. Yeah, you make season. a point there. I, think, actually, I actually think being in the Champions League next season is more important because I don't think they're going to win the, win the Champions League regardless. But does Pellegrini and, see it that way? Yeah, exactly. I see your point, yeah. Like, I'm saying what I would do, but Pellegrini could easily be like, oh, I have a chance to up my CV level, you know, make it look <laughs> better. No, it's true. Yeah. And then, so, why is he going to care? He might just feel like, I'll drop you, I, I just want to win a trophy. Mm. But um, I think he'll go full strength, though, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right, and I think that's why um, City will win two nil. Yeah. So uh, moving on to Sunday, the early game on Sunday is uh, Bournemouth home to Liverpool. Uh this will be a hard game, I think. 
away from home, we're, very, we're dreadful away from home, really. We've had some very good performances away from home, but generally we're not great away from home. Off the but, back of a Thursday uh, yeah, quarterfinal exactly. second leg against Dortmund as well. It's going to be very hard, that. It will I be a tough we, game. I think we can manage a draw in this game. I'm not sure we've got enough to win it, to be honest. You don't think so? Uh, I'm not sure. After that big, I think it's going to be really take it out of them. Well, I think it will be a big factor whether we win or lose at Dortmund as well because, um, well, at, at home to Dortmund, whether we win or lose, just because yeah. that will really, if we do lose, deflate the squad quite a bit, I think. Oh, without a doubt, yeah. If we win that... against Dortmund, I think we'll win against Bournemouth as well, but if we lose, I think it will be a lot tighter. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. It'll be tough, that. Um, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go 1-1. I'll stick with 1-1. Yeah, I'm going to predict a, a 2-1 win to Liverpool. I think we've got a little bit too much for Bournemouth going forward and I don't think they have enough threat um, to score more than one goal against us at the moment. Yeah, yeah, no, you could be right there. Right. A um, massive one next. coming up. Uh, Leicester versus West Ham. It's tough, that. Very Huge tough. Huge game, isn't it? Yeah. They're both really playing just as good as each other. Like, I feel like they're on par in terms of like um, like ability in their squad and how they're playing at the moment. So yeah, this is definitely Leicester's biggest test um, so far, coming towards the end of the season. This is where I think Leicester need to manage it well, and they're going to think it's okay if we draw this game. You know, yeah. it might be negative, but like I've seen it last the few seasons back when we should have done that against a team, yeah. just gone for the draw. So that's when they're going to think, all right, we'll just get a draw if like. And, and to be fair, ahead. I think they will, and I, I think their playing style suits that kind of game anyway. Um, yeah. They like letting the other team have the ball and sitting off and then just going on the counter-attack. That is their natural game style, and uh, I think that's what they're going to do again. I'm just not sure whether they'll be able to win it because West Ham's been so good going forward lately. See, I think they will. I can't. I can't think Leicester win one nil every week. Mm. I, I feel like they're going to do it again. They haven't conceded for over eight hours of football. <laughs> I think West will win 2-1. But as I said, on the flip side, you can easily see that going the other way. Mm. But So it's very tough to call. But I'll go West for 2-1. Yeah, I think you might be right. I'm going to be a little bit more boring and say one all. I think, <laughs> I, think, uh, again. I think they're going to cancel each other out just because they're both in great form at the moment. And uh, yeah. even though Leicester's at home... I think they'll be playing for the draw because they just don't want to lose at the moment and I think a draw is enough for them and they'll take that and they will carry on and win the league. <laughs> Crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Them winning the league. It's madness, <laughs> but they're, they're doing it and they deserve it. Yeah, for sure, without doubt. So the last game on that Sunday is Arsenal at home against Crystal Palace. Ooh, Crystal, oh, Crystal Palace, they're not great, are they? Don't be part of you. <laughs> Um, I think Arsenal, this is, a, this is a game where Arsenal just turn up and win this. Like, I think they'll win 2-0 comfortably. You think so? Yeah, definitely. I think Crystal Palace have got that 1-0 win, but to go to the Emirates and win, uh, you know, I'm not sure they've got the bottle to do it. Mm. Despite despite it being a London derby, I don't think Crystal Palace can go to the Emirates and get a win here. So I think you're right. 2-1 to Arsenal. Yeah, uh, Sounds definitely. about right. And I think um, Arsenal are definitely... Uh, one of the ones that you want to be getting into the FPL team this week because they got two fairly straightforward games and I think Sanchez, yeah. Ozil, Awobi, 
yeah, I think they're all worth getting in for sure. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so right. moving on to the Monday night game, we got Stoke City at home against the Spurs. Against Spurs, oh, um, the way Stoke played against us and we beat them four one, I think Spurs should win this to be honest, comfortably. But Stoke are a different team at, at home. At home <laughs> and under the lights as well. Yeah, it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be a cold night Monday night in Stoke. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> Ah, oh, it's a hard this. I reckon Spurs will still win though. I think they'll win. It. I think they'll scrape at one nil. Yeah, and I think stay you're right. In the hunt. They look like the best team in the league at the moment. The way they're playing. Um, it really. The thing is, like with Leicester playing West Ham, and they could very easily lose there. And um, I just feel like if Spurs could nick a win against Stoke, like there's a good chance they can like get that three point gap. Closing the three-point gap on um on Leicester, so yeah, definitely is is a great opportunity for Spurs if if Leicester do slip up, uh, and, and I think Spurs will definitely win that. I mean, they're yeah. all they're all desperate to keep in touch with Leicester and try and go for that league win. And even if they can't get the league win, they still want to finish second above Arsenal. So they'll be yeah, they'll be a hundred percent motivated, and and I think they'll win it three-one or yeah, poss- possibly even three-nil. Yeah, I th- I'll go with 3-1 as well, actually. Yeah. Who do you think is going to get the goals for Spurs? Harry Kane um, in there? I think Harry Kane will score two, and I think um, Ericsson will get one. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. I, I think Spurs are a good bet to keep in your side, even though they don't have a double game week. Um, they're just playing so well that they might score as many goals as other teams will score in two games in this one game. So, yeah. Uh, Keep your Spurs players. I reckon that they're going to do well. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so moving on to right. the Tuesday night game, we've got Newcastle at home against Man City. Man City's second game of the round and uh, Newcastle's second game of the round as well. Tell you what, I feel like this is the game when it happens, like it's, they're actually going to be relegated, Newcastle. Really? Like at, yeah, I feel like it will be. At, at, New, like, at home against like Man City, I feel like they're just going to get Thumped. I thought they're gonna get. Like, they got beaten six one off New off Man City um, when they went to Eddie Had, mm. and I feel like they're gonna lose three nil here, and that will be them down. Yeah, I can see that happening. Um, it's unfortunate, really, because it's gonna be a shame to see Newcastle and Sunderland going down, as well as Villa. I mean, all all big teams of old sort of starting to crumble away. Mm. Um, yeah, definitely. But I think you're right. I think Man City's going to win. I think it will probably be a little bit tighter than you think. Maybe 2-1, uh, maybe 3-1. But, yeah, I can't see Newcastle winning that one. I know if you get this fixed to us um, in the corresponding fixture because I had Aguero as my captain and he scored five that day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. That was a great day. <laughs> I think I might go Aguero captain again. Yeah, yeah, it's a good shout to put Aguero captain. I mean, he'll be up for it against Chelsea, and he'll certainly be up for it against Newcastle. However, yeah, both so. both their games are away, and both Arsenal's games are at home, so it might be hard to uh, captain someone who's not an Arsenal player. I don't know. Oh yeah, screwed. But yeah, City will win that game, I think, and probably yeah. be Aguero and De Bruyne and all the usual suspects popping up with goals and assists. Definitely. So what about the uh, Wednesday games? We've got West Ham at home against Watford. Well, uh, West Ham at home. 
You can't see him losing, can you? I think they'll win that comfortably again. Yeah. I, think, I actually think they'll win 3 0. The form they're in, um, I mean, despite them playing against uh, playing against United this week, I think they'll still yeah. be they'll still be up for it. They've still got a deep enough squad that they can um, have all their players fit and ready to go. I think they'll beat Watford easily, and it'll yeah. probably be two 0 Yeah, agreed. Like, it's just standard, that isn't it? Especially when they're at home, like mm. at, at the bowling ground when when their crowd gets going, it's just so hard to. To, when you're the away team, it's so hard to like get on top of them. Yeah, for sure. That, yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah it, it will just be Payet and Lanzini, maybe Andy Carroll. Um, all good players to have in for this week. Well, well, West Ham Definitely. got a double. Definitely, be interesting. And uh, the next one's a huge one. It's the derby, Liverpool Everton. I'll be there. Yeah, um. you'll, be, you'll be there live. We'll have a live correspondent <laughs> at the game. <laughs> um. For my sake and going into the game, I'm hoping we, I'm hoping Liverpool can win this like two or three nil. But yeah. I don't think it'll be that easy. I think I think we'll win it one nil. I think it'll be a very tight game. I think there'll probably be a few more goals than that. I think it will be a very open game. Um, yeah. Both both teams fairly average at the back. I think Lukaku will probably pop up he and score against Liverpool. Score against us again. Um, could easily be a set piece. I mean, we've been terrible at defending yeah. the set pieces, but Everton have been terrible defending as well, and our attack's been great. I think it's going to be 3-1, maybe 3-2. I think it will be a high-scoring game, and I think it will be a great derby to be at. Oh, I, I hope that's true. <laughs> but um, <laughs> if we lose, I think that's I'd be, I'd be pretty devastated. But like, I can't see us losing to the Everton side, to be honest, the way they're playing. Mm, we'll, and, we'll definitely be playing a full-strength side for that game. We're, we're going to be desperate to win that derby. Yeah. E- even though both sides really don't have a lot to play for, it's just local pride, isn't it? It's like a Manchester derby. It's the same. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it'll be an interesting game, that. Hopefully Liverpool win 2-0. Liverpool will do it. And I think Coutinho, Firmino, Sturridge, Origi... Um, maybe even Moreno, all, all good players to have in the FPL side this this week. While Liverpool have got their double game, definitely. How about United second game? They've got uh, Crystal Palace there at home. United should win, shouldn't they? But I feel like they could even draw. But having said that, I'll still go with United to win one nil. I think United will win. I think it will either be one nil or two one. Um, yeah, agreed. And That's again, fine. I think United. Even though they have been fairly boring in their playing style, I think this week, if <laughs> if any week, is a great one to have players from there because they're playing Aston Villa at home and Crystal Palace at home. So, um, yeah, exactly right. Good they chance to get... win both and a good chance to keep two clean sheets as well. And especially with Man City having Chelsea, you know that's not going to be an easy game for them. Mm. United have arguably two very comfortable games. Like yeah. against Aston Villa and against Chris Phelps, both at home. Yeah, so, and, I, and if City do slip up, this is United's chance to um, get back in that top four exactly. race, isn't it? Without a doubt. Uh, all, all we really need is for Chelsea, for Chelsea to beat City and them to beat um, Crystal Palace, and they're only one point behind again. So Yeah, for sure. Know, but they've got to step up and deliver, really. Yeah, it's it's definitely, sure. it's definitely not beyond all uh, possibilities for United to get back in the top four. But I don't think they've like, spoken to a lot of their fans. None of them believe. Everyone's saying top four is gone. It's only four points. Mm. Just shows how much faith like 
you know, got less in their side. Yeah, everyone's lost faith in Van Gaal, haven't they? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, after playing Ashley Young up top the other day, <laughs> I feel I feel like... <laughs> it was, it no, was a very, it. very strange formation. And did you see the massive rant he went on after the Spurs game? Oh, about Spurs being not a very big club over yeah. Man United. I yeah. think that was just sort of like, just a question. He, just the arrogance he has, you know, like when, when a question gets put up like that, oh, do you think, is it set hard seeing Spurs up there? Because he was going to sign for him. Mm. But he's not going to sit there and say, oh, yeah, Spurs are a great club because he's not like, he's arrogant. He's a he's Van Gogh. He's going to be like, you know, say something controversial. But yeah, I think that's what people don't like about him. It's all right being arrogant when you're winning. It's like Jose Marino. When he was winning and he's arrogant, they love him. But when they were losing and, they were, and he was still like being an idiot in the press conferences, all their fans were sick of it. They hated it. Yeah. So it just goes to show you've got to be winning to have the arrogance about you. Do you think Van Gaal will still be there at the end of the season? I hope so. But I, <laughs> you hope I, so as a Liverpool <laughs> fan. I hope so, but I don't think it will. I can't see that. And, like, and if do he, you if think he it will there, be Mourinho to come in? I think that's guaranteed, to be honest. Yeah. It should be. But, like, if if he stays in that job, that's an absolute joke, to be honest. Because, like, you've seen like, like, managers like Gary Monk get sacked after, like, a run of bad games. And you look at the look at the money he spent here. He spent 300 million quid. And he's still not... If he still doesn't get top four or win a trophy, you know, it's just Man United, not Everton or someone. You, you, you need to be winning every single season. But they do still have the opportunity to get top four and to win a trophy. Because if they yeah. end up... Top four end with the FA Cup, then all of a yeah. sudden the argument's completely turned around, isn't it? See, that's the thing. If they do get top four and he wins the FA Cup, I actually feel like there is a chance he will stay, even though I don't think he should. Because mm. I don't think that even that is good enough with the money spent. Yeah. But top four is just, you know, you shouldn't be happy with that as a United fan. Yeah. You should be like wanting to win leagues. And the FA Cup, let's be honest, it's not what it, what it used to be. Yeah, but definitely. It's turning into the capital. It's turning into a lot like the Capital One Cup. Mm. Just like you know, it's just to say, oh, we won a trophy, you know. But, Not yeah. quite so prestigious anymore. Yeah, that's it. All well, right. uh, what about last game in the round? Arsenal at home to West Brom. Um, Arsenal West Brom. I think Arsenal should win this game, but it's another Tony Pulis special, isn't it? This is what he loves. He loves these kind of games, but he does. Yeah. I still feel like Arsenal win this. I don't know. Win 2-1 here. Yeah, I think they'll win as well. And I think it's a great week to have Arsenal players in your team. Two home Definitely. games, Crystal Palace, West Brom. They should win both. They should score goals in both. Get Sanchez, get Awobi, get Ozil, get get all the Arsenal players you can, really, because they're going to have a big week. Yeah, I feel like Arsenal and Man United players are a decent shout. Although United players are still like, you're not scoring loads of goals. so. Mm. But the, the teams they're playing is a good shout, so... So who are your top picks for the week then? Who do you think will be some of the best players out of those fixtures? Um, I think you've got to get... I think Martial will be a good shout. Yeah. Against, especially against Aston Villa. Um, I think Sergio Aguero for sure against against Newcastle. Yeah. Um, Aguero for sure. And De Bruyne, I think. Yeah. Uh, ever since of... he's come back in, he's looked great, hasn't he? He's, he's really been uh, one of their best players and he's only just come back in the side, so... Definitely. I also think um, with Liverpool against Everton, I feel like Daniel Sturridge, he always seems to score against them. Same with Phil Coutinho. Yeah. So I think those two might not be a good shout. I've got them both in my team, so yeah. hopefully I do quite well. 
Lukaku always seems to score against Liverpool as well, so he might not be yeah. a bad option. Yeah, it's a good option for sure. A lot of people have him in their team already, to be fair, though. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Sure. Maybe yeah. even an Arsenal defender wouldn't be a bad shout because they could keep two clean sheets there. Yeah, oh, without a doubt. Gabriel is quite cheap. Um, Koscielny, not a bad option. Seems to pop up with a goal here and there. But really, you want to be focusing on their midfield and uh, strikers, I think. Definitely. Very very busy week of football, isn't it? With all these double game weeks in the Champions League, the Europa League. It's like yeah, it's mate, like, you gotta love it. It's uh, it's crazy. It's constant, like it doesn't stop. Like all yeah. next week, it's literally just football, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's a good week. <laughs> uh, what about uh, captaincy? Who's your captaincy pick? My captain for this week, I'm gonna stick with um, Sergio Aguero. Yeah. Just because he's playing, I feel like against Newcastle, he's gonna bang in the goals. I. I think he can score two or three easily against them, to be honest. So, mm. yeah, I'm going to stick with Aguero as my captain. All right, going for Aguero as the captain. I think, oh, I might go Aguero, but I might try and be a bit different and put it on De Bruyne. Um, oh, you got De Bruyne, do you? I yeah. couldn't afford him. Yeah, I've got De Bruyne. I think maybe even put it on Chris Smalling because I think, I think, Ooh. I think United will keep two clean sheets. I know that sounds silly, it's but very, it's very risky. But say they keep two know. clean sheets and he gets a goal, I mean, then you're already looking at like twenty points, and then if he's your captain, forty points. So, see, I feel like with um defenders putting you as captain, you're relying so much on the clean sheet. You are, with yeah. An attacker, yeah, you know what I mean. Like with, with an attacker, you can you can concede goals, but you score one. You know, but I can, I can see where you're coming from there. Mm. I oh, I don't know. It, it's definitely tough. It'll either be Aguero, De Bruyne, or Smalling. I think, even though it's yeah. risky, might be worth a shout. Yeah, yeah, it's different too. Like, no one else is going to do that, so yeah, that's why it's not a bad shout there. So, what about your yeah. uh, transfers for this weekend then to finish off? I've actually already made my transfer because um, I got in Barkley last week mm-hmm. and he um he played, didn't really do anything. And he, he got knee injury, so I had to get him out of there. Yeah. I um I decided to get Sigerson in my team. Yeah, not a bad shout. But I switched him onto the bench and I put Dele Alli on the pitch. Fair so enough. Now, um, yeah. yeah. So I like my midfield now. You're talking very good. Very attacking. Yeah. I've got literally all the all the good young players here. Like, we got Dele Alli, got Phil Coutinho, Riyad Mahrez, and Dimitri Payet. That's my four midfielders. So. Yeah, that, that sounds pretty good. Yeah, it's Although Payet's not that young anymore. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, I don't know why. I keep thinking he's really, he's a real young lad because he doesn't look like. Because he's kind of come out of nowhere, hasn't he? Yeah, you think he's a youngster, but it's a shame, really, because if he was twenty-two or something, yeah, everyone would be after him. But yeah, you're right. I well, I've uh, I've spent some points this week to get the players I wanted in. I got Smalling oh, yeah. in. I got Delaney in from uh, Crystal Palace that I could have their double game week. I got Iwobi in, and I also got uh, Moreno in. So I've Stop got that shout. I've well, got thirteen well. players that are going to be playing double game weeks, and I'm going to use my bench boost to chuck them all on. With the Moreno thing, though, you, you should be careful about that because um, Moreno is going to be playing in the Europa League, and um, you never know. He, a Flanagan might come in for him. Yeah, you're right there. It's definitely risky. I mean, that could happen with a couple of players. I, I think Awobi will probably only play, you know, he, he may well only play 90 minutes over the two games. Moreno yeah. only, may only get one of those games. 
De Bruyne may only get one of those games because they got the semi-final of the uh, Champions League straight after their um, Newcastle game. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it's a risk, but I thought it was one worth taking. And I'm going to be Definitely. playing the bench boost and trying to get as many points out of those double game weeks as I can. I feel like next season when I do this FPL, I'm really going to be a, a lot more cautious with my tra- my transfers because that's let me down so much. I've been mm. looking at the table with our league and I'm just like, I'm not that far behind, but I feel like that's what's let me down. Like If yeah. I didn't make so many trades, I would probably be on par. Well, but the other massive thing as well this year was the chips coming out, you know, all yeah. that attack, triple captain, bench boost, getting those right is crucial. And yeah. um, I feel like putting my triple captain on Lukaku this week may not have worked. <laughs> I messed mine up majorly too. I did mine in the Aguero um, against Crystal Palace way early in the season. But it's always risky, isn't it? It's hard. It's so unpredictable. So yeah, it's the way the league is. Yeah. It's why, why we love it though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Got to take a gamble and hope that it pays off. That's it. Oh, well, here's to a uh, massive week of football, hey? Alright, awesome. Cheers for joining us, guys. We'll see you later. Alright, no worries. See you, pal. See you, mate. And uh, if you ever want to get in contact with us, you can catch us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, and, uh, of course, the podcast is up on iTunes, all under the name of FPL Roundup. Thanks again for listening. Bye for me.